0: Welcome to another edition of the Wonk and Circumstance Podcast. I'm your host, Wonky Robina. Session continued on this week, though the biggest news happened just a few hours ago in Sarasota. A special election was held to fill one of the House's four vacancies, this one in District 72. The seat was previously held by a Republican, Alexandra Miller, who resigned halfway through her first term in office to spend more time with her family and running her business. A Democrat, Margaret Goode, defeated Republican James Buchanan and Libertarian Allison Foxhall to secure the seat in a race that got attention from prominent politicians from both sides of the aisle, both in Tallahassee and in Washington, D.C. Goode won't be able to get too comfortable, as she'll have to defend the same seat when its term expires this November. This special election does not change the outlook of the House, as Republicans still have a significant majority in the chamber as well as retaining control of the Senate and the governor's mansion. It may be a sign, however, of things to come in this fall's statewide elections, though the jury is still way out on that. Let's take a look at the numbers before we dive into legislation. Five bills are currently past the House and waiting for the Senate to take up, while there are ten bills from the Senate that the House has yet to take up. 38 items have passed both chambers including four actual bills. 21 pieces of legislation have failed and 82 have been withdrawn for good. Before we take a look at the bills themselves for this week a brief reminder of how our process works. We look at every bill identifying the topic or topics that the bill covers. Oftentimes this is just one issue but many times especially when the Appropriations Committee gets involved there can be supplemental issues that also come into play. For bills that are very specific, we include an umbrella topic. For example, red light cameras fall under the larger topic of transportation. Once we've got the issues a bill covers sorted out, it's time to get it rated. Bills are rated on a scale of 0 to 10. These numbers for us represent a range exactly the one like you'll see when you take the quiz on VoterAid's website strongly disagree to strongly agree. we need the number rating to be able to tell you, the voter, how your elected officials vote on a particular issue. At the end of the day, votes are what matters, not words. This week, we've got three new bills to report on. We're focusing on the topic of local authority, the struggle between the state government and municipalities. This is similar to the fight between the federal government and its counterparts at the state level the battle between federal supremacy and states' rights. Leading up to this year's session, some senators and representatives made it known that they were displeased with the actions of counties and municipalities on issues such as those pesky red light cameras which we discussed in the season premiere. Some other topics, such as the ones covered in bills we're looking at today, have caused enough rancor that the legislature is seeking to assert its authority. For the topic of local authority, A grade of zero represents the state completely mandating the laws inside of a county or municipality. A 10 would represent a county or municipality having complete autonomy over the laws within their boundaries. As this is a sensitive issue in the legislature, the bill scores you're about to hear are more extreme than the ones you've heard in previous weeks. Our first bill this week is HB 17, Community Redevelopment Organizations. Community Redevelopment Agencies, or CRAs, are created by counties and municipalities for the purpose of redeveloping blighted areas. These agencies exist under the control, directly or indirectly, of the local agency that creates them. They fund their operations through property taxes. This bill increases the requirements placed on the board members of local CRAs, including audits, training, public records, and limits on expenditures. It also creates a sunset provision, phasing out most CRAs currently in existence by 2038 unless a supermajority of the local government keeps it alive. Any future CRAs could only be created by a special act of the legislature. Now obviously one of the topics covered in this bill is local authority. A second topic is auditing. This bill has several amendments. All of the amendments, including the original bill, receive a score of 1.5 out of 10 for local authority. The bill shifts authority to the state on this issue, while also placing significant restrictions on existing and future CRAs. Current CRAs are allowed to exist, but with limits. Both the original bill and the amended version receive a score of 7 out of 10 for auditing, which translates to supports mandated auditing in our system. Some of the provisions that are placed on CRAs that relate to auditing as well as making it available to the public, weren't there before. This bill passed the House on January 12th, a month ago, by a vote of 72-32. to It has been received by the Senate and was sent off to several committees, but it has yet to get any votes. There is a similar bill in the Senate, SB 432, which passed the Community Affairs Committee by a vote of 5-1, to however it has yet to be taken seriously by any of the other committees on its schedule. Arguably the biggest local authority fight is the next bill, SB 1400, simply titled Vacation Rentals. Last year, we dedicated one of our longer episodes to the regulation of Airbnb at the state and local level, which you should most definitely check out, episode 105, available in the feed you're listening to this episode in. The legislature this year is taking active steps to end the tug of war, preempting local authority and creating a state-level regulatory structure for vacation rentals, a.k.a. Airbnb and its competitors. The bill, and its two subsequently amended versions, cover three topics. Local authority, occupational licensing, which is a subset of the topic regulation, and fees, a subset of the topic taxation. The original bill was rated as a zero on the topic of local authority for completely removing municipal control over this issue. The Topic of Occupational Licensing got a 10, or Strongly Supports Occupational Licensing, as a new license is required for anyone seeking to rent their home as a vacation rental. The Topic of Fees gets a score of 6.5, which equates in our system to Supports Higher Government Fees, as the bill institutes a new fee for anyone that wants to legally rent their home on Airbnb or other services. The first amended bill's score changed only on the topic of local authority to 0.5, as the changes grandfathered in any local ordinances that were passed before June 1, 2011. The second amended version also took the local authority score up, this time to 0.75, with municipalities being allowed to loosen existing laws if they prohibit rentals. The bill also provides a statement stating, that it doesn't supersede condos or associations that have strict rules regarding vacation rentals. This bill has passed two committees, each with supermajorities. It has one more stop in appropriations before it heads to the full Senate floor. There was a similar bill in the Senate, SB 1640, but that bill and 1400 have been combined into one bill. The House version, 773, is currently in front of the Government Accountability Committee. Finally we have HB 11 Government Accountability. As with the previous two bills HB 11 is a continuation of the Legislature's attempt to exert itself over county and municipal governments it feels aren't operating in a manner it approves of. This bill makes changes to several different areas. It raises the reporting requirements of agencies across the state including making budget information available on the respective government body's website for the public to review. It also adds several auditing requirements, including the ability to request audits of agencies or departments, amongst other similar items. Topics covered here are local authority, auditing, and public records. That is, whether or not records produced by government agencies should be freely available to the public. For local authority, this bill receives a score of 2. It places conditions on county and municipal governments that simply weren't there before without much say. For auditing, the score is a 9, as the requirements to conduct audits are increased for several jurisdictions at the state, county, and municipal level. Finally, for public records, the bill receives an 8.5 out of 10, which translates in our system to strongly supports open records access. This bill adds several conditions that will make it easier for the public to access information, such as financial and budgetary data, from the government bodies that are affected. HB 11 passed the House 101 to 1 way back on January 12th. It was sent to the Senate and referred to three different committees. However, those committees have yet to register any votes. Before we go, I want to remind you about voter aid, especially with an election just having been completed yesterday. It's the site that allows you to learn which candidates for office most represent your interests by matching you, online dating style, to the candidates. Head to www.voteraid.co and take a quick survey. You'll find out how much your federal officials agree with your point of view. That's your congressperson and both US senators. And as a bonus, We'll match you to the candidates on your ballot if you live in House District 114, which, just like District 72 yesterday, is required to have a special election to fill a vacancy. That website again is www.voteraid.co. And remember, elections are determined by those that show up. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next week.